Hello, you guys, and welcome to another podcast here at Altcoin Buzz. My name is Brooke, and I'm really excited to be here today because we have with us Susan Zhao, and she is the co-founder and COO of QLink. And for those of you who don't know what it is, I'm going to let Susan take the reins and, and talk about that a little bit here in a minute. But Candace actually made a really great review video on that that you could check out on our YouTube channel. If you just go to Altcoin Buzz Ladies, you'll find it there. Um, Susan, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, why don't we start by you telling me a little bit about yourself and how you found yourself as the co-founder of QLink. Okay, thank you very much, Brooke, uh, for the for the invitation, and uh, and uh, I'm really glad we had this chance to have uh, to have a conversation with you and your fans as well. So uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Link and the the project started uh, last August, and uh, I was with the team since then. And before I joined QLink, uh, I was the investment banker in the private equity and the uh, industry for almost ten years. So I was uh, working on the transactions uh, in the financial services and the retail. So if you talk about the financial services, cryptocurrency is a big part of that. And uh, uh, but I think the the Bitcoin is really coming to my life uh, and in the year of the 2013. And there's a Bitcoin machine in a pancake shop near my home. And uh, it supports to buy the pancakes through Bitcoin. Well, obviously the price was really low at the moment. And uh, if you if you look at the price right now, you can't afford the millions of a pancake. Uh, that was my first experience on Bitcoin. And then I had my first Ether transaction. Uh, I think it was around last August as well. Um, and it, it was amazing. It's just like uh, you can send anyone a bunch of numbers and can transfer into something, some valuable stuff in the life. So it was impactful for my for my view because uh, we were in China. We have a we AliPay, and uh, which you can send money to anyone you want. But globally, we don't have such unified standardized system. And uh, why transfer the Ether? It was just like, wow. And uh, we have this unified currency around the world right now. So, um, and then, as, uh, when I was, when I was uh, with my teams with QLink, we were looking to the, um, how, how can we provide a decentralized, uh, trustful, and transparent services through the, through the power provided blockchain are using the network services. We have about 2.3 billion people are subscribers for the telecom industries. The people are using the cell phones, they go on the Facebook, emails, every second. So, um, and uh, there is a lot of issues about the network industries. So, for example, uh, uh, there is a lot of Wi-Fi's out there, about 300, 300 million Wi-Fi spots, but. When you at a coffee shop, you always have to ask a password, and people don't want to share, and there is no mechanism to share. Uh, we want to create uh, a unified, unified way that people can share the telecom resources, a net, its network, 
in a much easier way, and whoever shared its resources can get a reward. So the, here's that's the start points of the queuing, and uh, we and now we we are going to really deep right now, um, and we realize um, providing one services that that is not enough. We actually can open our platform, which is our public thing, to whoever companies are looking to uh, provide networking services in the region. So, for example, um, the, the companies in in uh, so if, for example, in companies in the U.S. Uh, they are selling the VPN services, selling the bandwidth, selling the connectivity, and the, all the billing and all the services can actually locate on the Q-Link chain, which is public chain and the protocol that will provide it. So by providing the infrastructure, we open to much more uh, business scenarios that are touching to the people in different areas of the world. So this is the Q-Link mission and what we want to do in the next two or three years. Wow, yeah, you know what, I've looked at your roadmap and you guys have an awesome lineup from what I've seen so far and you're looking to the future and I love that in the projects that I invest in. Um, what, what do you think the ways moving forward into 2018, into 2019, how do you think Q-Link mm -hmm. is going to have a positive impact on the world? Okay, that, that is a very good question. So I saw, um, I think for the project that's uh, that's down the ICO in 2017, 2018 is a year that's very very critical for us, very very critical for the team as well. So uh, we are a very technology driven company, it's a product and technology and uh, our public chain. Those are the center of the development. Um, and having said that. Uh, we have uh, we have launched our first uh, MVP in June, in January, and now we have went through about 11th upgrade. And uh, this this product has combined the function of the Wi-Fi sharing and the VPN marketplace, and uh, and we have QLink wallet as well. So it's all together in one app. Uh, we are going to list the app. On the Google Store in April, which is very exciting. Uh, and uh, on the top of that, all the other updates of the product developments. We have a public chain. Maybe it's going to be up running by the end of this year. And uh, and I haven't said that uh, the big, the one, of the biggest thing is we are thinking of is how can we launch this technology to different uh, business scenarios. So, uh, like the cases I mentioned to you before, we provide the platform for VPN companies to, uh, to selling business to the crypto users. Uh, we can um, we can partner with uh, uh, prepaid card companies that are selling the top up services through Curiosity. So, that essentially, that's a, that's another part of the thing. That's another part of the. Um, the agenda of our, our daily work is. How can we utilize the technology in a, in a, in our daily life? How can we build the queuing and enlarge the user base? So, uh, so 2018 is very critical because we have uh, 
because we have to, I mean, kind of like equip ourselves uh, to be really be the leader of the technology, and at the same time, we have to uh, we have to make sure tech, we have people to use this technology. Yeah, that's absolutely important, and it sounds like you guys are really taking the necessary steps to kind of address those problems. And um, I want to bring you back just for a second, if you don't mind, and I want to talk about the idea that you guys have of hosts. It's really interesting to me. Um, there seems to be some incentive there. I want to talk about what type of incentive there is uh, to host. I want to talk a little bit about base stations, if you could maybe touch on that a bit. Um, yeah. talk, talk to me about this idea of uh, uh, your car being essentially a, a mobile internet for users looking to attach to it. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one you talk about is a base station. So base station um, is a portable devices that you can uh, install on your car, so your car will turn into the Wi-Fi spots. Um, the idea is really about to. Um, I mean, there's there's different parts of the idea. The first is a. Uh, um, in the real life, especially in the network industry, we have this issue that we'll call the tide effects. So people live, live in the big city and live in the suburb, or people work in the big city and live in the suburb, and when they are uh, when they are going to work and networking is uh, really busy when they come to the city, but when they leave, all the network services are empty. So we have this idea to have to, uh, to put the base station on a car. So as the car goes, and it always can provide additional coverage to the people around that places. Um, at the same time, and uh, the network will support to collect the car's data. It's turned the cars into a lot of IoT. Uh, and uh, well, additionally, obviously, the car can uh, function as a food notes on the queuing network. That's just a really, really cool idea. Do you know off the top of your head if anybody else is presently attempting to utilize technology in this way? Um, I think there's a lot of business, uh, a lot of uh, real use case. So, for example, there's a, there's one one guy from our community who's talking about use uh, use golf lover. And uh, he wants to have uh, some of the golf car to uh, to have our base station. So it's effectively solving the problems of the coverage uh, because as a as a car go and uh, as a, as a, the audience goes through the different uh, through with a, with a golfer, so you can always have the coverage, and and the, at the same time you can always know the location. So uh, that that is one example of how can you utilize uh, the base station, and we, we obviously we signed a joint venture with uh, Central Auto, which is a um, electrical car manufacturer company in China. So they have logistic services provided for the e-commerce company, and uh, a lot of areas they, they went uh, is relatively uh, relatively bad coverage. So if you have this kind of car, you can actually have extended coverage to the rural areas 
that, uh, that, that people can make needless kind of services. I really actually appreciate that idea because I live out here actually in Northern California and there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of land out here that is just so remote. And I just, even with, you know, my Verizon phone, I have no service. So to just, to have you guys like putting forth an idea that's going to bring coverage to basically, you know, the uncovered. I think that's a really, really cool thing that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's very cool as well. Uh, so for the rural areas, uh, especially very, very remote uh, areas, uh, some maybe we have to utilize the satellite services. So uh, the satellite sends a signal to the car, and the car will provide uh, the coverage as as uh, as as you travels. Uh, we can put this way. Um, and uh, because of the current satellite services is always fixed, uh, and uh, the coverage is very limited, um, and this is one of the solutions that uh, I mean can fill the gap. I want to talk a little bit um, about the DAP, and I see that okay. you guys are allowing the community to name that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, can you tell yeah, me? Right. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about that and where maybe people could participate uh, and be a part of this and, and give their suggestions? Oh, okay. The, the, the program is uh, over already and we already pick up the name, but I, I'm happy to share the what, what has been going on. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I misread and, that. Please tell me. <laughs> no worries. Um, so we have this app that we was it was called the QNIC MVP for a while. And now we think MVP was uh, um, maybe it's incorporated at the moment because uh, it's already uh, up running and we want to list it on the Google Store very soon. So it's time to get rid of uh, MVP. And uh, the, the reason we can use QLink is uh, uh, we want this app to be like standalone. Uh, as uh, as our front face to uh, to the individual users, as a uh, we can run our enterprises solutions uh, uh, under another brand. So uh, we call out this program because we have a lot of people that supporting the testing of the products. So they are very very talented and give a lot of suggestions every day. Every new version that came out, they are the first one. To try it out, uh, tell us what is work, what it what looks good, what doesn't. Um, so pretty much, we had this program called "We Made It" and "You Name It," uh, and uh, put on Reddit, uh, spread out in the Telegram. Uh, people give us a lot, a lot, a lot of funny names, and uh, all of the names that comes with the Q. Very interesting. Um, we pick up the name, which is WinQ, which uh, the, the reason of the, the pick is uh, we think uh, it's different from uh, centralized app. It's, this kind of decentralized app is very different from the traditional centralized model because it's uh, running on a sharing economy. And when you share, you, you make, uh, you, well, you get reward. Um, it's, a, it's essentially a win-win situation. That's the reason we pick up Wing. And the queue is just, a, you know, we can run the queue link. We still have wanted this app have some kind of uh, 
uh, our fingerprint. Uh, that's why we use the wing cube. And uh, it comes uh, it's come to a very funny story as well. The reason that most engineers like this uh, name because it's, it's just like a Windows. And then we have Win 11, Win 10, uh, and we have Win Q. And we thought it's catchy. That's clever. I like that a lot. Yeah, thank you. Um, I read recently, and maybe it's been a little bit, but uh, Q-Link is on Binance, but I'm curious what other exchanges it's presently offered on. Mm. We The first exchange is KuCoin, and there we went on the Gate.io Tidebits, and uh, it was about three days ago, and Binance surprisingly listed us. Um, the, it was good, and then uh, we organized a trading program with Binance uh, as well, so it's up running, and uh, uh, I really appreciated the opportunity that uh, uh, being listing on Binance um, conjunction with uh, <clears throat> uh, with uh, the product development and uh, the city investor. Uh, I'm gonna talk about it later. Uh, program that's in pretty much enlarged our audience base and the user base for. I mean, two times, I would say. So uh, we feel uh, a big bust of uh, user growth on our app and uh, a lot of fans that uh, come into our community. So, I mean, um, uh, well, also, it's going to be a lot of pressure for us uh, because uh, we have to be res really responsible in terms of uh, the app launch uh, technology developments as well. Absolutely. Um, I have a question here, and it is regarding the Shannon consensus. If you could talk to me a little bit about yeah. that. Um, I, okay. I kind of see the stigma around proof of stake and proof of work, and it seems like it can be a little bit negative in the sense that maybe people believe that the rich can kind of get richer and that it's possible yes. that that consensus can be compromised on some level or manipulated by maybe minor alliance or a large stake token holder or something like that. Yeah. And that really can discourage a lot of fairness in, in this ecosystem. So can you talk a little bit about what is Shannon Consensus? Tell us why it's positive and, and how it could impact us. Okay. Um, that is a very good question. Um, so the reason that we come up with Shannon Consensus is uh, it's actually because uh, we are working with our protocol on the network industry. Um, and we can't go with POW or POS because uh, it's a consensus that uh, doesn't fit the net nature of the of the network. Uh, um, some facts about networks. It's actually 80% uh, of uh, transmission was done by 20% of the node. Uh, which, if you apply it to a POS or POW, uh, that's really starts to an extremely centralized network. Uh, so 20% of nodes will occupy the 80% of the transmission, and it will result into a, a very a super nodes. And that is something that we are avoid of. So one of the solutions that we propose is the Shannon consensus. The concept is really simple. It's uh, you separate um, the working nodes and the ledger nodes. 
the working nodes are only focused on transmission, even though they're, they're concentrated and they wouldn't have the power of ledger. The power of ledger will be uh, will be uh, upon the nodes um, that's around the working nodes, and uh, even they, they will have less working node working transmission, but they will own the power of ledger. So in that sense, the network itself could never be centralized. And uh, if you if you look into this model, and we're gonna be avoid uh, to have uh, the giant companies like the Google who occupy uh, the huge bandwidth computing power and the storage. Um, and the, so for a company like Google, they will be just responsible for the transmission, but all the ledgers will be record or, uh, by the others. So whoever, and if you think about this uh, decentralized uh, the network, it will be whoever went to Google for search requirements and transmission when Google comes back and this particular uh, transaction will be recorded by the others. So Google's work is actually be audited by the others. And uh, that's what results into uh, a transparent ledger, a fair ledger. So I this is a, this is a, thank you thank you and uh, that's a that's a that's a very very simple explanation of the Sharma consensus um, and if you apply to if you apply the idea to the uh, economic uh, e economic uh, structure of the, our society the, uh, the the companies like Google Supernose well uh, just like rich people. And the ledger nodes were just like middle class, and uh, we empower uh, the rich to provide the services. That, and at the same time, we empower the middle classes, and all the people come from lower, uh, lower, lower uh, classes. Class will have the power to open the ledger, so they can all participating into, I mean, our economy. That is just really phenomenal, and I think that you guys are going to see a lot of success in, in trying to move forward in that fashion. That's just my opinion, but I really loved that idea when I was reading up on it a little while yeah. ago, and uh, I, I hadn't read up too much on it up until uh, just before this interview, actually, and uh, I was a fan before, but it, it just kind of made me like the project all the more. That's a really, really neat thing. Um <laughs> I wanna, thank you. Thank you. I want to move this conversation a little bit uh, to Neo, and I've heard a mm -hmm. few of your interviews. I know you're a fan of Neo. Um, it is your guys' asset chain, and I'm curious as to why you guys chose Neo. Okay. So first of all, uh, I like Neo's team a lot. I think being a very lean team, uh, able to accomplish. Uh, such a big project, it's not easy. And uh, the way the round community is definitely one of the best examples. The NEO uh, has a lot of developers, uh, well, you especially have the core team, city design, that around NEO implements uh, different services to, to the communities and to the people who are using NEO. I like it a lot. I mean, I think the the, the team is fundamental. Uh, and on the top, 
I, I think Neo uh, is very practical projects, um, and uh, it's, TPS is generally higher, and uh, for the for the protocols, and you you need the scalability to grow, and this is something that we're looking to. And uh, additionally, and since we're Neo, uh, I think that gives us a, a differentiation, and uh, we are. Uh, really appreciate it to be able to uh, work with Neo on a lot of marketing activities. So I mean, upon, I think uh, I think Neo just uh, just a free, just just a just a protocol that have a very bright future, and I truly believe that. I I truly believe that too. I am a huge fan of Neo. I am. Um, I know not everybody's really appreciating this present market dip that we're experiencing right now but i love neo's price right now um and uh but i i really believe in the future of what they're doing and the way that they're approaching this market so i think it's really cool that you guys are utilizing neo the way that you are um would you mind explaining and maybe breaking down to me i've read that you guys are essentially creating a decentralized yelp can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, okay. So the decentralized Yelp is just an example uh, how we solve the issues of the trust of the comments. Um, so first of all, I have to say that we're not going to develop the decentralized Yelp, uh, at least for now. But uh, what, what what you have been reading is uh, one of my um, comments about the killing ecosystem. Uh, why is that? Because uh, if you think about the problems of the current Yelp, uh, is uh, people can actually pay to get comments, uh, no, no matter whether uh, the one who write on wrote on the review whether have been there before or not. So here's the issue: was uh, is uh, the trust of trust of location. You can see that, uh, um, and. Uh, well, but for the Q-Link, the Wi-Fi services that we provide, and we can provide SDK to the developer who wants to develop the decentralized Yelp, which you can, the whoever wrote, wrote through the comments, he have to be there using the merchant's Wi-Fi to upload the comments. So you can actually make sure 100% the person has have been there before. Um, so, um, so for the decentralized, uh, for the decentralized Yelp, we are solving the problem of the trust of location and uh, whoever comments on a merchant, and he he has to he or she have has to uh, upload the comments through the VPN through the Wi-Fi of the merchant. So that's make sure that the person who actually has to be with the merchant who have experienced the services of the merchant. Um, that's kind of like the idea that we have, uh, how, how can we uh, utilize the Q-Link Wi-Fi SDK to other developers who want to build the service on the top of it. That's uh, really cool. and. As a business owner, I actually really appreciate the notion of 
holding people accountable. And I think that, um, as you said, there's a lot of issues with Yelp in, in the sense that people can just lie and make up these fake reviews. So uh, really cool thing exactly. that you guys are doing with that. I think that's neat. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Q-Link and the supporting of fiat um, to make transactions. Is that presently an option? Um, now we're still developing it, and uh, we have uh, we have a couple of ideas. How can we implement that? So uh, you probably won't see that in the current app, uh, and uh, um, and we we will we will get this product ready probably in the later stage uh, to support fiat, especially small amount fiat to the QRC. So people can actually buy the QLC uh, through local currencies, and uh, I, I mean I, I can't talk too much too much about it right now because uh, we're still experimenting our ideas. Well, I'm sure we're definitely excited to see what you guys do in that aspect. I know that there's only so much you can say, so I appreciate you commenting as you did. Um, no problem. What or who would you say? is considered your competition presently? Um, to be honest, uh, I think uh, I think we're, we're in the competition with uh, protocols that uh, provide uh, decentralized solutions. Uh, who else? Uh, okay, um, I wouldn't say the name right now, but uh, I think uh, each one of them and have very unique value points. Uh, for the Q-Link, uh, we are more relies on the, the current infrastructure that's built by the telecom companies, and uh, we want to we want to work with existing uh, re, uh, existing redundant resources and make sure the resources was allocated. Uh, in a nice way that people can have the resources, but not waste the resources. Um, and, and this is one of the, our star points. Um, and uh, we also providing, we also will be providing solutions for the for the telecom operators, uh, just uh, helping them to uh, to build the services in the. Uh, in a way that uh, they can never done it before. So, for example, they can charging through the content rather than just the data itself, um, and they can provide more personalized uh, solutions to the subscribers and stuff, stuff like that. So, uh, well, well, quite. I mean, the value point is uh, the Q link is very balanced, and uh, we want to want to work out with the uh, uh, pressing issues uh, with the. Uh, existing infrastructures. Well, I think you guys are going to blow competition out of, out of the water, just in my opinion. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. I want to talk a little bit about your team, and I know we were kind of talking about them a little bit before we actually hopped on air. Um, yeah. What, what, in your opinion, is your team's greatest strength? Um. I think my team is very balanced. The team. Uh, I think one of the biggest strengths is uh, the innovation, uh, because of uh, if you look at our app, if you look at uh, 
or consensus uh, public chain. So we 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 think a lot and think really deep into uh, what what may what works and what what may not work uh, in the networking uh, industry. So I know if if there's existing solutions and how can we implement it better? And if there is no solutions, can we we how can we come up with something that solves the pricing issue? Um, and at the same time, uh, we have very I think we have very strong business development team as well. Um, we we actually going there and looking for different partners and. Uh, when we have the products ready, and we just we just going to be very strong on the rolling out of the product. So uh, I think for the team base, we are very balanced. Um, that is something that I'm really proud of. Uh, for example, uh, the Alan Lee, the CTO, and uh, he is one of the biggest uh, uh, innovator of our technology. So all the, all the infrastructure. A consensus was resolved by him, um, and uh, including um, the, some some very very um, interesting ideas. So, for example, we actually have I in our app, so uh, we want to uh, humanize or personalize the services. So, for example, if you can find the if you have some issues with the VPN, you have some issues with the uh, with Wi-Fi, you actually can. I am the owner, so uh, the owner will talk to you directly. It's just like a client service at doorstep. I like that the human aspect and just being able to to talk to somebody that really goes a long way as far as customer service and things go like that. Just to be able to physically talk to somebody, like I can't tell you how exactly. how frustrating it is to constantly try to call. To yes, have an yes. issue resolved only to be referred to a machine that can't solve my problem. So that's that's a really cool feature. Yes, yes, and um, and uh, I mean we initially when we were all against IAM because uh, uh, we think to adding a chatting function doesn't really help too much. But we understand. Uh, so we, the, one of the biggest frustration when we're shopping on Amazon is we are not able to talk with merchant. Uh, and if we have this IM, it's like just like instant client services. And uh, uh, the most amazing part is this IM was built on the P2P network, so that any information will be never stored on any server. So you, when you talk to that guy, it's just like just like a Snapchat. The information comes and goes only two of you know what's been going on. I love that person the person aspect. Um, we talked about your strength and you you mentioned that you feel you view your team as very balanced. Uh, in turn, what would you say are some areas that you guys are looking to improve upon in the coming months? Mm, I think uh, I mean, we are looking for higher, uh, more creative and uh, capable person to join our team, and we are very, very short-handed in terms of uh, what we can do uh, to what we want to do. So, um, I mean, for the marketing parts, we're actively looking for uh, the ones who are 
can attach to our community who can contribute and helping to grow the community. So on the technology part, and then we'll uh, we'll hunger for the people who are able to develop uh, or able to execute uh, the the technology or the concepts that we're ha having. Uh, and uh, so, for example, uh, what we have this Killing Wallet, and we really want to. Oh, having said that, the Killing Wallet is uh, supporting the AEP5 tokens, and we do want to support ERC20 tokens. So those kind of small things that uh, we are looking for uh, the talents, engineers uh, to join our teams that we can play. Yeah, that's definitely a good idea because a project is really only as good and as solid as the team behind it, right? So I yeah, think, exactly. Yeah, so that's great that you guys are really putting your feelers out and looking to utilize and and gain some fresh insight. And I wish you guys the best of luck in uh, in handpicking those people. I'm sure that we'll expect some great things from them as time goes on. Yeah. Um, yeah hopefully. <laughs> what. What would you say, with the present market conditions being as they are right now, why mm -hmm. do you anticipate that Q-Link is going to be successful and withstand the test of time, especially with the, the notion out there that many people believe that as time goes on, we're going to see a lot of these projects just dry up into dust and, and blow away like they never existed. So wh why do you guys think that you're going to stand the test of time? Um, I think the biggest differences is uh, um, is user, and uh, we all say, wh why do we have the comments about uh, the blockchain could never beyond the bitcoins and the ether? Um, the reason is uh, the infrastructure of the blockchain isn't that good at this moment. I mean, a lot of teams are working very hard to solve these issues. You have you have new uh, projects that focus on different uh, parts of the infrastructure at this moment. So, for example, decentralized database, decentralized uh, improve the improve the TPS stuff like that. So, uh, I I totally believe that uh, and people have this concern about how can we support real commercial use of the blockchain uh, if the infrastructure is really bad. But the problem is those people are only look at the present time. And uh, we all have this experience before that our train can only run maybe 30 kilometers per hour. But look at the trains that we have now. It runs over 200 kilometers per hour. And that's because we have the railway ready and we have we built the best train. And those things take time. Uh, and the cryptocurrencies as well. And uh, we do have uh, the bitcoins and supporting money transfer. And we are building other infrastructure to support other user cases. So uh, I do believe in maybe in the next two or three years, you will see much more um, real killer program that comes out that just not not just the money transfer. It could be like uh, decentralized uh, decentralized image uh, storage or it could be a, a decentralized uh, 
clinic services. So it could be, could be, it could be anything. But uh, uh, we we have to believe in that. Um, we have to believe in the system that uh, this kind of uh, cryptocurrency has created for us. That every everyone has to work, and they have to you have to demonstrate your proof of work, and uh, you have to be uh, able to work with others to. Uh, how to say this? And you have to be able to work with others to solve a bigger issues, and you, yeah, and how you get a reward, and how the, how this uh, transaction reward of your transaction is fair and transparent, and how you can reach a consensus to solve the big issues. And uh, I think it does take time, but I think it eventually will come. I think good things come to those who wait, and I think. If anybody's invested in this project, you know, I think giving this team the time, I think we're going to see a lot of great things moving forward. I think the problems that you guys are looking to solve are real world issues. And that is one of the reasons I'm a very big fan of what you're doing. I love the idea of bringing internet out to people who otherwise, you know, may not have that option. I think that that's just a very noble thing to do to let the world have access to this plethora of knowledge so a uh, big fan yeah. for that reason but i just thank you thank you i just really want to thank you for just taking the time to kind of go over this with me today and as i yeah. said i was i was a really big fan of this project before and now talking thank with you. you i'm i'm more excited um I really look forward to following up with you guys in the future and hopefully you'll consider coming back on and, and talking with us to, to let us know how you guys are doing because we'd love to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Susan, is there anything that you'd like to say to the audience, any topic maybe we didn't touch on that maybe you wanted to, to run by them? Yeah, exactly. So we have the city ambassador programs running right now. So actively looking to the ones in the killing community or haven't been in the killing communities to want to uh, develop or to be entrepreneur uh, as a represent representative of the killing in your in your areas. So uh, no matter where where you are, and you can reach out to us uh, by filling the Google form, and we will give you a call and understand what kind of situation you are. And we would love to uh, we would love to uh, build our community in uh, different corners in the world. So this has this this initiative will be going on for a while. So don't be shy and uh, let us know more about you. I love that you guys. They're telling you. They're encouraging you to contact and stay in communication with them. So yeah, that's really cool. Susan, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, we wish you the best of luck. This has been Brooke with Altcoin Buzz, and I will talk to you guys next time. Have a good day.